for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments. So for today's um, Woke Moments podcast, we are going to focus in on um, a young adult, a young adult perspective on utilizing resources, um, engaging during this COVID-19 period, and what it looks like, um, again, on the ground perspective and ways in which... So today we are going to focus our Woke Moments podcast on a young adult um, boots on the ground personal perspective of what it's like to engage in um, services as well as what young adults are experiencing during this COVID pandemic period. And so today we have with us a guest and our guest is Japette Craig, who is, a young adult, and I am going to allow Japette to share a little bit about um, himself before we get deep into this podcast and have a deep uh, discussion about COVID and young adults. My name is Japette Craig. I was a former foster youth from the ages of, between the ages of five and five and 18. And um, yeah, pretty much to the to that aged out. So I had to learn how to, um, you know, how to live with others and learn how to live amongst others and just, you know, figure out what what always my next step was going to be. So and um, I ended up getting housing, and from then I I began to um, live life. I began to live my life how I wanted to. Jepet, how old are you? If you don't mind sharing with the audience. I am 23 years old. So you're 23 year you're a 23 year old um, young gentleman, and um, we've known you for quite some time, number yes. of years now, and have been able to see you Many. kind of mature into the young gentleman that you are today. So you know, COVID nineteen has been um, an interesting pandemic. In, in the sense that it has disrupted many people's lives, particularly young people, right? And so I don't think the audience fully is fully aware of what this pandemic um, or how this pandemic has impacted young people, especially young adults. You know, what are some of the thought perceptions that are out there? What are some of the things that young people have been either searching to um, accomplish or achieve um, during this COVID period, or even some of the challenges that um, young people have experienced? So um, can you share a little bit about that from your perspective? Yeah, first of all, what's the name of this podcast? Woke Moments. Yeah, so... You want to stay woke, and 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 you know that's you know being aware. No matter what, no matter what you're doing or where you're at, you know you always have to be aware of of you know what you're around and who you're around, and you know 
what what kind of information you're, you're inputting into you know your brain into your body and whatnot so yeah all these theories and all these different kind of things that's going on out here due to the coronavirus um yeah it makes everybody feel like you know they're trapped like we can't do anything like you know like how how do we cure ourselves what if you know what's what what is what is going to happen to us and um you know how how the main thing is how we'll be able to live how we'll be able to make money you know how we'll be able to provide for our families and whatnot Mm -hmm. but um yeah like i said you know you have to be aware and um the best thing i suggest is for people to you know just stay healthy stay inside but while you're staying inside you know um do some research on some on, on some of this stuff figure out you know what what can you do to to help yourself or just anything that that you really feel as educational purpose that you feel can benefit you and that can give you some kind of better insight on you know what's really going on and you know these are things that the news are not going to tell you mm-hmm. because the news pretty much a lot of them are the same you know and this is just like all of this is coming off from the rip you know this is just stuff that i'm experiencing as i'm going through it right now too as well and um yeah but number one thing is solutions 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 we're mm-hmm. always hearing about problems mm-hmm. so we have to figure out solutions and the way how we figure that out is you know we have to investigate we have to research we have to educate ourselves right. so you know we could there's so much stuff out there that we can you know obtain and we don't even know it because you know mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't know about it so in in order for us to to not to not feel you know threatened or to be living in fear because that's that's how that's how um, everyone is feeling right now they're fearing from they're fearing they're fearing for their life of catching this or even a loved one so if they if they feel like if they catch this or someone else they feel like they can you know that they can die that's the possibility but mm-hmm. some people have recovered and mm-hmm. that's another thing that the people um, not the news and you know just other um, other news corporations are not talking about is the is the is the actual numbers and the and the, and the deaths and and things that's being recorded. Mm-hmm. So it's all just fear based, and you know the best thing, like I said, for you to do, yes, yeah, stay inside, go out for essential needs only, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what those are: groceries, um, bills, um, 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 what else, banker, etc., whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, you just have to um, figure out what 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 your next step is going to be on from here right now is a good time to let's talk about um a misconception that the public may have about young people being careless because what well, it's been stated that you know young people are the least vulnerable to the virus however they potentially or can be carriers of uh covid-19 however the practices that a lot of young people have engaged in doesn't appear to be online with what most people think because you're very mature so you you understand what's happening so when the public sees someone throws a party and a hundred people show up or or I believe last week someone threw a party on on the roof of South LA and then LAPD had to come out and shut it down do you do you do you feel as if kind of like your peers are being careless or do you just think you know it's just some media hype that it's kind of like maybe one or two instances of of folks not really understanding or or think that there's probably just a media hype because it's 
the incidents are so few, but media or some other perspective is hyping it up. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Actually, mm -hmm. um, somebody that was at that party was a friend of a friend of mine. And um, yeah, they, it, 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 got, it got really ugly fast. You know, a, mm -hmm. lot, of, a lot of people got cited. Um, yeah, for just, I guess, the, not the social distancing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when I, when I, that was my first incident ever hearing about somebody getting cited for, I guess, I guess you could call it quote unquote cur curfew. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it just kind of woke me up to um, not being aware and like not being in, you know, big crowds and spaces and whatnot. But yeah, I feel like they really hype it up at the same time because there's not, there's, there, I mean, I guess that's a way to, to like, I guess, you know, separate us to not keep mm -hmm. us in, in, in contact within each other. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing because we don't know who has it and, you know, we would, we would never really know until we have mm -hmm. it. But, um, also it's just, it's just a way to like, um, dehumanize, dehumanize us, you know, like just make us feel like we're in jail, you know, then mm -hmm. that's, and that's how, and that's how it kind of is because you only could go out for this or you could only go out for that. And it just, it just it just turns into you know like a media hype like you said because people make it more than what it is and make it seem like it's more than what it is you know so so just to give use the party as example right so are young people attending the parties because of a need of socialization or are young people attending parties because they're just trying to kind of disregard this whole COVID-19 instruction to self-isolate and not have contact because it's one thing to say I'm in need of human contact right yes. and this human contact helps me with my kind of emotional and mental well-being yes. as opposed to you know I'm just going to be I'm just going to go to a party and just you know yes. disregard what's out there Yes, um, that's for that question too. Is kind of a little, little bit of the both as well because, yeah, there's some really um, ignorant people out there, you know, that just want to, I guess, you know, disobey the law and just, mm -hmm. you know, they just want to go hang out. And then also too, you know, it's just been going on for so long, or people haven't seen each other in so long, so they want to hang out and you know check up on friends and family and see you know just how they're doing and you know socialize and you know hang out and you know have a barbecue or whatnot and right. you know have a drink or whatever or whatever the case may be but you know there's there we have to we have to know a limit you know we can't mm -hmm. we can't you know do it like before we can't just be all outside for you know hours and hours and hours a night with loud music and mm -hmm. I mean nothing wrong with us hanging out but you know we just have to be, be be a little bit more aware about it about what we're doing and who our neighbors are and you know the type of people who that we are inviting into our homes as well because mm -hmm. even though you know you, like I said you don't know you have the COVID until until you have it so right. it's in a way it's to, it's to protect us but also it's it's um you know it's, it's in a way it's working against us as well but we just have to know who to keep in our circles and who not who not to. So, how important are social connections to you? I would say it's it's like a, it's a very medium thing for me. It's, mm -hmm. it's 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 um it's important, but to an extent. But um, I feel like as far as like um business wise, yes, it's um it's very important. But as far as like my my social life and that kind of thing, it's not it's not it's not as um important. It's more moderate. You know, it's just like a, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, kind of checkup thing, and it's not mm -hmm. more like a, like an everyday thing. Like where it's like, you know, 
it's, it's really moderate. It's very moderate. And how would you say it's like for some of your peers? Do you think it's a more of a, a balance? Some need more, some need less, some need... Um, I, I learned not to judge, but mm-hmm. some do need a little bit more balance. They're kind of, you know, figuring it out or they have already figured it out, you know. So, you know, we learn from our experiences and that's the only way that we can, you know, know and that we can relate to, to, to these kind of, like the people that we socialize with. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, that's how we learn like who we who who we group it because I learned as I matured and as I got older. Yeah, just certain ways about me and certain things, you know, just was not the same as my peers because it was um yeah, if I didn't feel like doing this, I didn't feel like doing it. You know, mm-hmm. if I didn't if I didn't want to hang around no more, I wanted to go home, I would, you know, literally leave. I didn't want to stay around oh because, you know, so and so said so or you know they have this or they have that over me and it's no it's just you know i did things because i wanted to not because you know trying to be cool or trying to fit in with the crowd mm-hmm. so you pick and choose as your friends too as well and um mm-hmm. what type of input they, they're, they're what type of impact they're having on your life as well if it's a good thing or a bad thing mm-hmm. because if it's bad you know you guys you guys are probably going to end up getting into some bad stuff if it's good you know where is that going to where is that going to lead you so you know, you just have to figure out what 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 side of the um, what side of the shoulder you on. You know, mm-hmm. figure out mm-hmm. the ba- figure out the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you'll get there. Right now, we're all in survival mode, though. We have to you know keep going till we till we get. It. It's interesting that you mentioned that we're all in in survival mode, which we are. And so you know, when adults, meaning mature adults, past the age of thirty. Or in survival mode, their their surviving is wow, quite different. 30, 30 survival <laughs> mode? Wow, 30, wow. Uh, their their surviving is quite different than someone who's surviving at your age at the age twenty three. Yes, so, yes, can yes. you share with the audience like what are some of the struggles of surviving? Like, is it you know meeting basic needs, or is it tapping into some of our our system resources or is it just I mean what are some of the struggles that you would say right now that um, young people are trying to navigate in order to survive the only struggle that I would say is yourself if um, if you don't apply yourself it's gonna you're gonna struggle and it's gonna take longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and however longer mm-hmm. it takes you for not for not applying yourself to the situation how bad do you want to get out of your situation? That's what mm-hmm. you should really ask yourself. And mm-hmm. then, you know, progress on with the situation and have a plan of how you're going to be able to do it. And not just have one plan, have two, three, four, five, all the way up to like 20, 100 plans. If this doesn't work, okay, I could do this. If that doesn't work, okay, I got this plan, this plan, this plan, this plan, this plan. And, you know, I could figure out as I keep going if, if, if certain plans don't work out for me. So, yeah, it's just, it's just applying yourself as much as to it as, as you want. And so where do you find your motivation for for developing your plans for yourself. I mean, what's your motivation? Man, um, just not going back into the situation that I was in before. <laughs> that's 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 one of the, the like the kind of like the ways that I look at it is, man, I just don't want to you know be in that kind of situation. You know, like I like I call it um, survival mode. You know, and I feel like. I'm 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 at a stage or uh, yeah I'm at a stage above that right now mm-hmm. because it's like where I can kind of relax not so much relax but I can you know kind of breathe a little bit basically and 
just figure out what you know how I'm gonna set myself up to be um, good in the long run as far as like financial wise and you know um, living wise and whatnot and if I want to have a wife or children or whatever the case may be but mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just about it's just about um, taking you know steps and having plans and you know with every with every plan you know you'll be you'll you'll start to you start to be able to see what you're able to do and what you cannot do because just because you have a plan that doesn't mean that you can that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know you have to really apply yourself, like I said. So, so it's about being ambitious to it. You know, sticking to it because it takes everything takes a while. Things doesn't come fast, especially if you work for it. So, what would you? And this is more of kind of an advice thing because you're you're really going to be speaking to um, young people who right now who are struggling with surviving so what would you what type of advice would you give to a young person who's struggling with food insecurity meaning that they're trying to find food they don't have access to food I mean what are some things that you would suggest that they do I have um I have um I have a lot of um resources that I could um refer them to but um there's the Dream Center, LA Dream Center. If, if any, if, if anybody gets a chance, they should check that out. They're always giving out food every day. Um, find, find food banks, find churches. You know, do do some research. You know, mm-hmm. these things are not just going to come to you. Or you know, find find um, res- um, different resources through programs that can you know help you with help you with food. Or if not, if they can't help you with the food, they can find these other resources for you to find food. You mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, you just have to really find find the resources because every week they're giving out food. Every week, every day actually they're giving out food. You know, at the Dream Center, you could it's twenty that you could go there. You know, between the hours of eight and six every day, and yeah, they're giving out food, especially mm-hmm. due to the to this um, pandemic going on right now. But even before that, they were they were doing it every week as well. And then a lot of church do that here in LA as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think one of the things is it's sometimes it's a humbling experience and it's pride that some young people just don't want to to do the ask. Yeah. And I always say, if you're hungry, just say you're hungry. You know, and and if you need a, a food resource, say that you need a food resource because there's there are resources out there um, for. Um, you to gain access to and and one in particular is the cal fresh program and um so if you know a young person is struggling with trying to get food that's one of the yeah it's hard because you know what if someone never knew how to do these kind of things what if you know if one of what if like they were just so mistreated or whatever you know what who knows what they've been through and mm-hmm. you know they just don't know how to deal with these kind of things and you know they're trying to adjust to life and they don't know how to you know, talk to people or how to even communicate with other with other people or even their peers or whatnot. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. You know, finding that confidence within themselves to even do it. Because so, so how could people like me or people who are a part of our audience kind of help young adults build the confidence to make that ask? Is it the is it so much the kind of building a rapport in a relationship? Is it more of a direct kind of, you know, if I think you're struggling with this to make an ask to you personally, 
what do you think are some better, some good approaches to? I think it's a more, um, I think it should be more personal, you know, try to um, develop a rapport with the person to figure out what, you know, what they're, what they're really going through and figure out what their need really is. And, um, you know, make sure that you're giving them the right, you know, the, the right services that they're asking for, whatever the right, um, the right attention that they're that they're seeking at that time you know maybe they just want to talk or you know they want to need some resources on um living or you know food or whatnot so or clothes so mm -hmm. you know just try to figure out what you know by talking you know and just really figure out what what is the immediate need that they that they need at that time of being so last night i read this report by the los angeles economic roundtable and basically the report said that young adults are going to struggle the most either uh, struggle the most during this COVID period with long and persistent unemployment. And um, the report was very dire as it related to certain groups, but it really highlighted the young adults, the young adults, meaning um, those even who are going to be graduating from college are going to struggle with um, unemployment over a period of time. And so what kind of suggestions would you want to offer our audience or even offer young adults about you know, how to manage in a period where um, employment may seem uncertain, but also knowing that at some point in time, employment is going to be kind of back on track the industry the economy is going to be back on track everyone should be entrepreneur you know figure out what what your what your craft is what you're really good at what your skill is you know you may never know you know you could be a blogger you know nail technician you know um, hair designer clothes designer web web developer whatever um, yeah you just have to figure out your craft and your skill and try try to um manifest that into 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 a business and you know make it make it make it something because yeah if we continue to work and you know expect to live paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. so yeah it's that's very interesting because we back in february we did our um black narrative series and one of the young people who shared at the black narrative series basically said that um we um, for a lot of programs, we need to refocus on what young people are really looking to do, which is to be entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and how we can best support or or hone their skills so that they're able to start their own businesses so that they don't have to be wholly reliant on uh, an economy that requires them to kind of just constantly be workers. So... Um, but we have to get there, right? I mean, we have to get there over time. So for young people who are not on an entrepreneurial path and they are struggling to find employment or they're struggling um, with unemployment at this time, what type of advice would you give them if they're not on an entrepreneurial path but are you know, in this COVID period needing to try to get some income in the best thing i would suggest is if you don't want to do that there's a lot of warehouse jobs hiring there's also security jobs um walmart's a lot of um 
other few food companies that are mm-hmm. hiring as well. Those type of places need people immediately. And it's, um, I would say it's better than you doing that because just because it's the um, COVID-19 going on, that doesn't mean if you break the law, you can't go to jail. So that's a big theory that's going on as well too. So, and actually will take longer due to the situation. So mm-hmm. yeah, just get a job and, you know, um, make your money and, 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 and accumulate a goal. So, yeah. What would you say is swirling around in young people's heads right now about COVID-19? A lot of people, like I said, a lot of people think that going to jail is, um, is, is unlikely right now because of the COVID, but that's, that's not really the case. You know, like I said, you actually would, you actually would still get incarcerated and actually would take longer. Mm-hmm for the inca- incarceration process. Not, not not, really wanting to like be around certain people because mm-hmm. of like, it could be the slightest, even the slightest thing. It's like a cough or a mm-hmm. sneeze, you know, someone is quick to, you know, judge you and think that you have Corona or something. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the jail aspect of it. So should we, as an audience or or even organizations that provide services like Sanctuary of Hope focus on putting a lot of our efforts around prevention services so that young people don't have the thought of committing a crime. Yes, def- <laughs> def- definitely. But that, but that, but that's hard within itself. I mean, it's not hard. It's just the, the people. I feel like the audience that you that you you know mm-hmm. that you're trying to get is like, you know, you have to, um, you know, pick the one. Well, the ones that want to stay, they'll stay. You know, they'll they'll lean mm-hmm. in towards it. But there's always going to be those few that you know, and those are the few that, you know, that that's, that's hard to reach. You know, because they're you know they're 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 so they're so traumatized. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much trauma there that, you know, you probably can't even figure it out. And, you know, some people just don't want to open up, you know. So learning how to be open is, is, is something that, um, like, learning how to communicate and be open and be open is something that we should really, you know, teach. And, like, we should really know a lot about be, being as young people because we are always being closed-minded about different ideas and different kind of stuff because, um yeah, it's just it's just not something that we're used to. So we're so close minded to it. So being more open and being more communicating, you know, communicable mm-hmm. about it, so it'll mm-hmm. help a lot because yeah, like we it's, it's like it's like getting disres- disrespected. Mm-hmm. Our, our reaction to mm-hmm. that is like, man, so it's like we're we're ready to to fight so fast. I think that young people are being influenced a lot by what's posted on social media about COVID-19 and and do they have the the capacity to kind of filter through what's hogwash and what's real? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> they get um, a lot of, I guess, the information from social media, a lot of us do. So, you know, some of it is kind of brainwashing us and, you know, we're not no experts, so we can't tell if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's making us think all kind of crazy things and all kind of things that's probably not even true you know so we have to figure out what's true and what's not and you know like I said we're not experts so mm-hmm. that's, that's not that's not up to us <laughs> okay so there was um there was another article too published by a public health professional and it was around um young people COVID 
and substance abuse, meaning majority of young people are either using or marijuana more, now more than ever, and then two, young people who are engaging in the e-cigarettes, e vaping, and all of that. And it's, it's been a challenge because, um, one, it's how do we encourage young people not to use that or engage in those substances as much, especially during this COVID period, and um, what kind of interventions or services would be useful to try to help young people not kind just, of engage. Just bringing awareness to it would probably help a lot, but then again, too, there's a lot of people out there, and you know, a lot of people will not, you know, a lot of people have different perspectives and views on it, so some, some people probably would take heat, but then, you know, some others would, would probably just, you know, just resume back to what they're doing because that's probably all they know. You know, they don't know mm -hmm. how to quit or, or whatever the case may be. But, mm -hmm. and like I said, this is all they know, you know. And I think on our, our end too, it's, you know, we need to do a lot more kind of awareness campaigns about kind of the impacts of social, I mean, substance abuse because some, some people use kind of, or they use, um, marijuana or they're you know they're smoking the e-cigarettes and it's that's their form of um, coping and self-medicating right to deal with their traumas and you know we have to be able to kind of share that there there are other kind of opportunities out there to help address deal with the trauma whether it's coming in for counseling or therapy or mm-hmm so um, when I um, when I when I went to jail and yeah I wasn't able to smoke, the thing that got my mind off of it and it might sound um, I guess corny as some people would say, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, reading and working out. Oh wow! That's all I that's all I could do was just read and work out. Read the Bible, work out, read, work out, read, work out, and you know just eat, wreck time, and that was it. You know, so it. Um, when I got out, it, it 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 made me. I didn't I didn't want I didn't have the urge to smoke right away, but eventually I I did fell back into it because I fell off with the workout. Like I, mm -hmm. like I I was free now, so I was able to do a lot more other stuff. You know, just going out and mm -hmm. you know I lost the weight and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I just figured that kept my mind off of that type of stuff, and then I was not available to it. So mm. that, that made it a lot easier for me to quit as well too. So. Yeah, I just. So what you're saying is that you know young people need to find activities that keep them preoccupied. Yes, working out, reading, um, drawing, um, um, just having an outing with friends. You know, it could be a social outing, and just you know, be, hang with somebody that you can relate with. Mm -hmm. Just do something to keep your mind, you know, off off of it, because that's how that's how it starts with the um, I guess with you quitting, and you and the only way you want to quit is if if you want to quit. You know, because it's like, you know, if you have a job, you know, you know, you have to quit or, mm -hmm. you know, if you have to go to court or you have a probation test or whatever, you have to, you know, stop doing, stop smoking for a certain amount of days or whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just up to you. But there's a lot of activities that can keep your mind off of it. But I think working out for me was, and, it's, and this is scientifically proven too, I think working out for me was 
the best because it was so relatable to when I used to smoke because when you work out, it, 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 it gives those, it releases those same endorphins into your brain as mm. if you was, as if you was smoking. And yeah, it makes you feel like, I guess, high in a way. Mm. If you work out enough to mm -hmm. the point where your, you know, blood is pumping and you're sweating and yeah, it gives you that sort of kind of high like that. And that's what keeps you going to keep on working out. Oh, wow. So that that's how I found, you know, to chase my high in working out. <laughs> so we're going to focus this this part um, of the podcast on emotions and, and COVID. So mm. I just know for me and myself emotions. that I've gotten, I've gone through a range of emotions of COVID. So I've gone from um, being in a heightened state of what's happening um, to... Sometimes I'm feeling um, not so much sad or depressed, but I'm feeling like really melancholy. Like I just, I mean, I feel good, but then I don't feel good because I either I've watched or read something in the news like daily as I'm doing check-ins with, you know, what's happening, are cases going up, are cases going down? How can we help, you know, how can... Um, for Sanctuary of Hope, how can we help young people who are contacting us virtually for various different things? Some who want to come in because they just need to talk to so someone, and then some who are, uh, we've had young people who are in or were in college back east, and then they had to abruptly leave their dorm quarters and to help them kind of find a quick housing situation that they could come in to be stable. So it's kind of like, the worry because it's you know you worry about other people who are kind of within your circle and then it's kind of like the ups and downs of emotions that 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 happens so have you experienced yourself like a range of emotions around covid um and do they come at certain times of the day or does it come when like something happens um not for myself but definitely for others yeah, I feel like before the COVID, we should have been, you know, washing our hands and this kind of, and, um, you know, just being a clean, you know, just being a clean person. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, during the time of everything was started, um, yeah, it's just, it's just myself. So I don't, I don't really have too much to, um, I guess you could say worry about, mm -hmm. you know, but I do have family members and stuff that, you know, I just try to, um, educate them on what they should do and you know how they should stock up and what they should stock up on and mm -hmm. you know in case anything does happen what they should fly out the house with you mm -hmm. know so they should just um always have a some kind of emergency something ready to go you know you can't take everything in this house so, so your perspective has been really around preparing right preparing, yes. so your Solution. your whole kind of you've been like i'm i'm just going to be prepared i'm just going to kind of focus on a solution and you're just going to kind of ride and deal with COVID as it comes. I mean, I mean, yes, ride and deal with it as it comes because if it, if it gets to the point where it's that, where it gets so, so bad to where, um, I guess, you know, money has no value no more or mm -hmm. where, you know, it becomes like a, um, imperialist state or like a totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. Like if it becomes something like that, I want, you know, I'm going to have to go back home, you know, <laughs> go back to where I'm originally from. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to, um, I don't want to, I don't want it to, I don't want to live in fear. So that's why I didn't let it really affect me and make me feel like, oh, I'm, um, I'm going to catch it or, you know, I mean, yes, it's possible. 
It's mm-hmm. possible for anyone to get it, but you know, the best thing like I said for people to do is, you know, um educate themselves on it, you know, be aware and take vitamins and um minerals too. Mm-hmm. Cuz a lot of people don't know, you know, I mean, some people probably do know, but So you're you're I mean, what's what's really great about this Japan and that's why um, we appreciate you coming in, and I think staff enjoys talking to you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Is yeah. that you're always so positive, and you have a very uh, positive. <laughs> yeah, we've seen you. Yeah, we've seen you grow, and yeah. and it's that positive outlook. And and it's how do we help? For us, it's how do we help young people kind of grow into that kind of looking at this as okay, you know, this is just a minor. Um, setback. We understand the seriousness of this, but eventually it's going to come to an end, right? Yes. So how do we kind of get young people to think about that? Is it, you know, in basic constant communication? Is it kind of sending them thought notes? Is it, um, I mean, how, how can we get there? Or even even among your peers, how do how do your peers help other peers kind of get to that positive level of thinking? Um, I think it kind of just, it kind of, with my peers or certain peers, I think it kind of just flowed off of me because it's like they see that I'm, you know, doing good or I'm talking good stuff. And, you know, whenever they ask me about something negative, you know, I always um, like say something positive towards a negative answer. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they would, they would, they would notice that, you know, I think it was, you know, like I said, it was rubbing off, and I just noticed that, like, they noticed, I noticed that they couldn't talk to me about certain things no more, and, yeah, I should just hear just, you know, little comments that they made, and that's, they started having a different perception of me, but I didn't take it into offense, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I was just aware of it, and I just let them, you know, know that, you know, I'm not that, well, Mm -hmm. not saying it, but I just showed them that I'm not that person anymore, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that, that's, that was a big change in my, um, with my peers, and, you know, I kind of noticed it rubbed off on 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 a couple of on a couple of my peers that I know, but it's just not something that you know a lot of people. I guess like their truth, you know, like I guess the truth coming out, or like they're trying to um, or they're trying to pretend to be someone else because of you know this friend got this or this friend has that, and you know people paint a certain image of this person. They feel like you know they have to live up to that, mm-hmm. and you know they don't know how to let that guard down and just be themselves. Be themselves. Yeah. And just, you know, if if you if you if you are, you know, if you are who you are, you know, that's who you are. Don't pretend to, you know, act like you have it all when you really don't have it all, you know. Because and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable, yes, but you know, a lot of people look at look at that V word vulnerable as as, mm-hmm. as, as something totally different. Mm-hmm. As oh I'm in the middle of the open, anybody could come and run um, me over and you So know, what's a term that can, we should use, not vulnerable. Pick, <laughs> no, that's I, 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 I have no other word. That's mm-hmm. the best way that's the best way to describe it because mm-hmm. being vulnerable and being vulnerable doesn't mean exactly what I just explained. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable means you know, being open to the situation and letting someone, even though if they're wrong, mm-hmm. have the upper hand in the situation and you learn how to handle it as an adult mm-hmm. and just easily, just, you know, ease yourself out of the situation without no conflict. Because if you, if you, if you, if you're not vulnerable, if you're not vulnerable, you're going to, um, 
how do I say this? If you're not vulnerable, you're gonna you're gonna always be you're always gonna be um ignorant to to what to what's really to what really is there. Mm. And and what you can really and what you can really do about it and you know, how you can handle things and how it would make you feel, how the difference that it would make you feel. But yeah, being vulnerable makes you makes you um grow as well. Mm-hmm makes you show that you know you can be the bigger person mm-hmm. you know and that has to start within yourself you know if that's something that you want to do that's fantastic so Japheth do you do you practice a faith faith um, as in faith what kind of what kind of faith like as um, faith spiritual I mean is there I mean so when times get tough or hard or even when times are good is there kind of like a, a faith or spiritual aspect to yourself that you tap into my breath my breath i take a deep breath take a lot of deep breaths mm-hmm. and um you know i just um i guess you could say kind of sort of meditate i just kind of ponder on where i'm at right now and where i'm going to be at and you know where i'm at right now if there's any problems how can i fix them and you know just really ponder on it and sit down on it and really try to figure out what what I can do and what I can't do and Mm -hmm. um yeah just you know take a lot of deep breaths and it makes me come back down to earth and you know come back to myself and I just be whole within myself so yeah just taking a lot of deep breaths and burn a lot of sage burn a lot of sage (laughs) well that's fantastic so we're going to move on to um COVID and the census so um with the census, it's a very um, important count of people within the United States and particularly in communities like South LA or in areas like Inglewood and Hawthorne. Traditionally in the past or historically, they've been undercounted, but these are areas where more than you know 50% and in some cases more than 35 to 40% of the population are are young people under the ages of 30 years old. And so um, last week when you were here and we were all talking, we were talking about the census and you said, oh, I got my paper and you were going to get counted. Did you you count yourself? Um, I'm still actually working on the process. It's kind of hard. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm having a little bit trouble understanding there's a lot of Mm -hmm. information but yeah I plan to do Mm -hmm. I do plan to um, turn it in and get counted because I feel like my um, my number does matter you know in the community that I stay in and everyone else number does matter as well too because that's going to determine you know what what we what type of businesses we can have in our community and Mm -hmm. you know what type of um, what type of capacity these businesses could hold so Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of information that you know that that they need to figure out what um what resources they can you know make available to us in the in the areas that we live in because if they're not counted then we won't you know we won't get, get the resource we won't we won't get the resources in the large numbers that we expect or or, or the resources that we feel that, that we should expect so that that's that's a very important thing to get in just like voting mm-hmm and even for us, for young people who are kind of housed in their own apartments um, that are not in kind of like any form of group quarters like college or 
um, in shelter, but really in places on their own or they're living in households, you know, we want to make sure that they're um, asking um, the households that they're living in to make sure that they're they're getting counted with that household and even those who are living independently that they complete the 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 census form which can either be done by paper it could be done online um, it could actually be done by telephone but it's very simple basically your name number um, the number of people in your household if you're renting if you're not renting and they pretty much don't want to know anything else, and it's all stuck within the census department, and that information isn't shared with anyone outside of the census. So, I mean, what are some of the ways that we can help um, young people to become more informed about the census so that we have a higher likelihood of them um, completing um, the census information? Um. I feel like the best way is like, you know, people like me, you know, people like my age group and, you know, younger, you know, a little bit older because um, they could, it's more relatable, you know, we can relate to them. And, you know, if I say if I have a, um, an Instagram and I post, oh, you know, if I post that on my Instagram and I'm showing how to do it, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, some of my friends would, would, would probably follow along just because of them knowing me and just seeing the steps of how you know easy it is mm-hmm. so yeah and you know just trying to get that message out there so yeah somebody who's you know relatable in that kind of way can can really can really make something like that so happen. we need more more peers within your your group actually doing a lot of the awareness and outreach to get together yes mm-hmm. together and um you know just having you know being doing it together but also just having the same goal you know just wanting to um you know make it make it um make it better for someone else and you know not make it harder because um this information is not it's not that it's not that hard to um, mm-hmm. to do and while um young people are at home or safer at home um now is the best time than ever to actually yes. um complete <laughs> the census the census form um like i said either online or or by telephone So, Jepet, normally at the end of our um, Woke Moments podcast, we ask our guests to share with our audience a woke moment. And so what is it that you would like to leave with our audience about COVID-19 and young adults like yourself? Um, Yeah, I have a lot, I I guess, but um, I feel like one that's more... um, for this audience, you know, relatable for this audience is um so there was there was this guy on the bus and um happened about um last month. Yeah, there's this guy on the bus. He was um looked about the same age as me. And um when I asked him his age, he was actually younger than me. But he came onto the bus and he didn't have on no shoes and um yeah, it was raining that day. His pants was rolled up. He had on a um a sweater and um, he had his hair tied up in some kind of like knot or bun. He had on the hood, and um, it's a black black guy. And um, I asked him, you know, I just see him with his shoes off. I asked him, I'm like, you know, what size shoe do you wear? And you know, he's just looking at me like, like I don't know if he mm-hmm. didn't believe, if he couldn't believe it, or you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the um, his position was, but I wasn't, you know, judging him 
about the state of mind he was in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, he told me he wear a size eleven, and um, yeah, I don't. I wear I wear a size bigger than that. So I told him that you know these aren't a size eleven, but you know they're twelve. And I basically, when I got to, before I got to my stop, I basically gave him the shoes that I had on my feet. Oh, that's wonderful. And I walked home in the and it was well it stopped raining by that time but the floor was mm-hmm. I walked home in my socks about like two blocks I lived two blocks from the bus stop mm-hmm. so I walked about two blocks um, from the bus stop home and um yeah I saw the guy what a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. yeah he still had on the shoes oh wow yeah, on the same bus yeah on the same bus seen him but I, I really liked it though shoes nah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the fantastic part about it was that you gave yeah. and that um, you gave to someone One who really thing. needed. One more thing. So mm-hmm. instantly when I did this, I told my friend, you know, I'm like, hey, man, can you, you know, can you come pick me up? And um, he's like, why? I'm like, I'm at the bus stop. I just gave somebody my shoes. And he's like, you tripping, man. Why? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it, it kind of it made me laugh because it just, you know, just shows me how, how um, people' point of views are, you know, how different it is. And yeah, but he was just telling me the whole time, even when I saw him after, when I go home, he was like, "You tripping? You tripping? You tripping?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. I just kind of soaked it in because, you know, that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, um, you know, sit here and take back the decision that I made. You know, I did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you met a need. Yes, definitely, and yeah, I, it, um, I feel like it's gonna come back, like probably ten times. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Chipet, for joining us for Woke Moments, and audience, thank you for joining us once again for an informative discussion around COVID and young adults. Thank you for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a woke moment wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA. Why God?